episode 53 of the Bow Therapy Podcast. It's been a while. How you guys doing? So 53. We're so hype. We're so hype. Yo, I'm sorry, everybody. You know, we pre-gamed it a bit tonight. It's been a crazy night. We're having a great night, though. Everybody in the bro therapy house is having a wonderful time. All love, all love, all love. And there's pizza. And there's pizza. We're having a great time. How are you guys doing? We missed you guys. We missed you guys. We missed you, Ryan. We got Ryan back. Yeah, I'm here. I, I survived. What was that? No, I, th- I thought I wasn't going to survive. Oh, shit. Got hit with storms. Did you ever that lose power? Crazy. That, that storm was actually crazy. Let me let me tell you. Was you worried, like, legitimately? I, okay, so I'm currently in, like, I guess what you would call basement area. Mm-hmm. And everybody else was on the second floor. Okay. And I was going to go work. But I decided, like, last minute that I just wasn't feeling like working. So I stayed home. Everybody well, I said, if I'm going to die, I'm going to be at home. <laughs> and you could, you could tell it's picking up outside. Wind start blowing. It's raining. And then electric cuts out for like three Damn. seconds. I'm like, yo, did you guys see that? They're like, yeah, we, we trying to wrap up some stuff. And it cuts out a few more times. And then major cut. Like, it doesn't come back on. So we're just chilling there for a few hours. We go get something to eat. But like, not many places had electricity. Oh, true. it was like basically any place that had like a backup generator was good. But anything else, they they was out, and and you could tell like like all the food places were packed deep. It was like good luck fight finding a parking spot. They had people outside like taking orders beforehand just so they can keep track of all of it. Now, the, the storm itself was pretty intense, 
but it actually did die down and it eventually became sunny so like weird duality of weather um but yeah when it when it was all said and done it was about 24 hours that i had without electricity so it was like and it, by the end of it i'm like i'm pulling out puzzle book i'm solving puzzles because i'm like he didn't I'm know what to do with himself. <laughs> Yo, isn't it crazy how, like, technology has made us a slave to it? Like, without technology and electricity, we feel completely helpless. We don't know what the fuck to do with ourselves. Yeah. And we, we even got as close as to almost scheduling, like, a hotel room for the night. Jeez, and man. As, as we were talking about it, the electricity came back on. And I was like, thank God we didn't have to do that. <laughs> Damn, lucked out for real on that one. Definitely lucked out. Yo, what is it about? It's just, what is it about, like, when shit goes wrong or something's, like, about to pop off, people fucking lose their shit. Like, you remember seeing that shit in movies? You seen that shit in movies, like, when we were younger, right? Like, Independence Day or some shit, alien movie, something, something crazy popping the fuck off. And yeah. people just getting, like, hysteria and it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that then, happens every time. Yo, this shit, but being an adult now and actually watching it happen, you're like, oh, shit, people really fucking lose their mind. Holy shit, now that you say that, I fucking get it. Yeah. No, 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 like, I get it. Like, I get something that I've always wondered and I've never had an answer for it. I've always wondered to myself, why is it that, like, in really bad storms, everybody shows up at the fucking store? Yeah. Like, no matter where I work, like, everybody goes shopping when it storms. Yeah. And I feel like that's, like, a panic. Like, uh... Oh, we gotta go get some mode. shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe people don't even realize it, but maybe they just start doing it. Like, like it finally gets them to fucking... You know, maybe they've been putting off getting groceries like for a day or two and like it starts storming and it finally like gets them riled up enough to finally go and do it. I think that's what that is. Yeah. That's crazy. Me, I'm just like, fuck that. I ain't waiting in line for no fucking gas. How did I'm going to fucking weather this storm with a quarter tank of gas and a half a gallon of milk. We we'll just these see people, where the fuck we get. These people up here are weak, bro, because in Florida, you ain't have shit. Like, the hurricane hit, you out for two weeks. Like, fucking deal with it every time. Like, that's it. You either have a generator or you don't. Get fucked. Like, that's how it is. Nah, I would be pretty bummed without electricity. I know I lost my phone for a little while, and that shit was depressing. You said it was peaceful. No. Until you realized you... No. <laughs> Until you... <laughs> when you go to unplug, you're like, okay, I'm going to take this... I'm going to set out this much time for myself to be unplugged... From, oh, you're from talking about all, like a forced unplug that you're was good. against your will. Yeah, when you get it taken from you, then you're like, damn. Like, that's a long-ass day without a fucking work. Work like is a, a long-ass fuck with no podcast, with no talking to anyone, with no music. You want to know what's crazy? Actually, most of the time, I'm so busy at work, I never even get a look at my phone. Like, it's very rare that I get a chance to look at my phone. But it's there. It's, it's there, there, but, like... It's there. That's, like, copium. Like, a, like, like you're a describing nice copium. There, there was a nice byproduct that came out of uh, out of that storm the other day. 
It's called uh, Rain. We ended up going to this place. It's called uh, Culver's. Yo, y'all got a food a food me. place. Yeah, it's a food place. Barbecue. Nah, it's it's more like um, it's more like Five Guys and an Oh, I fucks with Five Guys. I'm more into bro. women myself, but um, <laughs> dude, five, dude, dude, dude. five Guys can be cool too. I can see the appeal. Yo, yeah, I just I'm got more, bad jokes yeah, tonight. I, I, bad, fucks bad, I fucks with Five Guys. I fucks with Five Guys. I've never had Five Guys. Actually, I've never had Five Guys. Crazy jokes aside, shitty jokes aside. Terrible jokes aside, I've never had five guys. That's crazy. We'll go awful joke awful jokes aside, I've never had five guys. Ryan, tell us about this place. Take him tomorrow. Okay. I still have a question for Ryan. So we ended up going there that night. Uh everybody ended up getting burgers. But I didn't mm. feel like I wanted a burger mm. that day. You said I was uh, special. They had fish there, so I ended up getting fish. And we were just going through the drive-thru, because like I said, parking spots are filled. Ain't no way you're going to get a parking spot. They are busy as it is. Yeah, um, yeah. So we place our order. We wait in. We go out to pay. And they just wanted to make sure that the order was correct. Mm. And they did. So... They go double check, and he's the, the dude's like putting the information in, and then we're just waiting for the food, and the food comes out, and something was messed up on it. I think, I think Aww. one of the sides was messed up. That's the worst. So the girl that had brought it out, she went back in to go get the side replaced mm-hmm. for the side that we wanted. Meanwhile, there's another guy that comes up to our car. With the same exact order that we had. Yo! You got, you got two the, orders? You got double the order? Hey, you let's got go! double orders. Yo, that, that's a fucking win. Bro, I'm a fatty. My my whole world would have yo, yeah, I would have been in heaven, been, yo. It I would have been, been like thanking God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I swear. Oh uh, shit. Me too, dog. Shit. Get that like double order in. You are real. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Damn, so you really got two full-ass full, full ass orders, bro. Yeah. Yo, they was not on their shit that night. They didn't know what the fuck was going on. You know it was... Ca- whoever was working that shift was losing their mind. Oh, yeah. Because that they night like, was fucking fuck? like... Yeah. That they must have had such a crazy ass night. They went home hating their manager. They were wondering what the they're like, why the yeah. fuck am I working this job, yeah. bro? bro? You over here like I got two orders for free, bitch. <laughs> and they're like, I need to get a new job. <laughs> oh shit. That's like the balance in it. The Yeah. You know what I mean? You get the good, they get the bad. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Yo, Ryan, how bad was that storm compared to like Hurricane Sandy? Mm. Like, if you were to like compare them, like, do you remember Sandy? I remember Sandy. I laughed that shit off. I remember my neighbors bitching about that shit for like three days, and I'm like, man, y'all would have never lived it. like in Florida. Y'all would have been done, done, done. Sandy, Sandy was definitely worse. 
Okay. Okay. Damn. Wait, it was still like, like that. That so hour I just and like half, indirectly called you weak. God damn. The hour and a half or two hours that it lasted, it was like you could tell it was tense out there. Like you, you would see branches falling off and and parts of trees falling off, and the trees were tilting pretty pretty heavily. You know, I think my opinion doesn't matter here because like it's like the same as like a war veteran, like coming into like some shit and being like, oh, you guys are like upset about this. Like I literally was like watching people's like heads get blown off. Like that's the same kind of shit like a Florida person's like, listen, like they just sitting there in the hurricanes every year. Like people aren't supposed to just fucking sit in a fucking hurricane and watch like everything just fucking fall apart around them all the time and think it's normal. That's not fucking normal. We're just fucking crazy. Put in better words for you. A great man told me one time, the worst thing someone's been through is the worst thing they've been through. Damn. You really quoted me right now. That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) I appreciate that. Actually, that's, it kind of hits different when someone else says it. When I say it, I just sound like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I sound like a fucking jackass. <laughs> uh, fucking, uh, I did want to say though, like, um, the difference, like, me, okay, right? So at work recently, right? Out here in Jersey, it's been really hot. Yeah, buddy. But not really. It's just been human. Well, we know how you get down. That's why it hasn't. <laughs> not really. We not know how really. you get down. Uh, yo, fucking a- walking to work in a hundred degree weather in a lumberjack fucking jacket. Like, yeah, we know how you get down. Yeah, it ain't really that hot. It's kind of hot, but you know. Yeah, so I was like breaking down the whole science to my brother the other day. And he was talking about like how hot it was in the house for this and that and the other. And he said some shit. And I was like, Man, you don't get it. I'm like, mom, she's made us into survivors. Yeah. Like, you don't understand. Every day I'm at work, I must hear at least 200 people minimum complain to me about how hot it is outside. Like, I don't walk to work through this shit. Like, we don't run AC in my house ever for like six, seven years. Like, we don't do that shit like and i'm looking at my brother i'm like you understand like we've become accustomed to a different thing like over the years and our bodies have adapted to be able to handle this shit and all these other people are going to die if shit hits the fan like that's dark but like these people won't make it like if people think it's bad now it doesn't get better yeah it only gets worse so they better start adapting because it doesn't get better. And like it fucking sounds sick and dark and twisted for me to talk about it like that. But like you either get with the program or you fall behind. Yeah. And this is the kind of shit that you need to start like gripping with because one day electricity ain't going to work either. And it's going to be hot as shit outside. Like we hit record heat waves hotter than it's ever been on recorded history. What this this summer? Yeah. Yeah. Hotter than it's ever been across like mad parts of the US. Right, right now, now or across, it's coming? Right now. Right now. 
like the numbers that are coming up. Yeah, it's been hot, bro. It doesn't get better. It's not getting better. I mean, like, I'm sorry, but just like, if I'm just basing it off of my own job, it doesn't get better. Like everybody who works like a shitty ass job for a corporation knows it doesn't get better. Like it only gets worse. Yeah. They only ask more of you. Like these companies aren't gonna all of a sudden turn around and have morality and try to fix the solution. They're trying to maximize on profits. They don't give a fuck about who they hurt, what they do to the world. They don't give a fuck, period. Like, so y'all need to be looking out for yourselves. Start like implementing programs to be able to survive. Like y'all need to get with, like, it's so crazy. I don't agree with a lot of the things like Joe Rogan says, or like people he has on his podcast, for example. Um, I'm more into like the sciences, like, uh, uh, you Joe just has like people on the sciences, but like, yeah, yeah. I feel like Joe has a lot of controversial opinions on his podcast. And you have a different taste. I still of listen to. I still listen to his podcast. Yeah. I think it's. I was really, just thinking about this the other day. I think it's really important to listen yeah. to Joe Rogan because I think you need to challenge yourself. Yeah. Like I told my mom the other day, she was listening to somebody talk on a podcast, and she said she couldn't listen to it. I said that's your ego. Uh, I said you need to listen to that podcast. Yeah. Because you are tuning somebody out because you don't like how they sound. Yeah, yeah. If you can overcome that, you're just like destroying a part of yourself that's preventing you from learning. Ooh, yeah, that's definitely the ego. I have a thought on all this, a quick one. Okay. Um, I was thinking about this the other day because you listen to a lot of Lex. We've said this on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You listen to a lot of Lex. I listen to a lot I of I love Joe. the dichotomy. Like, But we both listen to... Like, I listened to Lex a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just listened to one the other day we were talking about off air. And you listen to Joe Rogan sometimes. Of course. I so, think it's important to listen to people you don't agree with. I was thinking about it, and I'm like, wow, how fortunate is it to live in, this, in these times where, like, everyone loves a good interview yeah. about something they're interested in, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, you have this whole, it's like, okay, you want to listen to an interview? Catalogs. Kind of, what kind of vibe do you want? Do you want a Joe Rogan vibe? Do you want a Lex Friedman vibe? Yeah, you got so many choices. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just a fortunate thing. Yeah, we're blessed. <clears throat> it's so cool. Like, the information age is really... I mean, it used to be libraries, right? I mean, I still think libraries are important. I feel like libraries should be the base, like, requirement. I think libraries should be a standard. I think libraries give free access to people who don't have the access to internet because the internet isn't considered a human right yet. Like all these things are important and like libraries are kind of where it all starts. Like in, re- in regards to having knowledge and like for a lot of libraries too, a lot of libraries are hooked up to internet now. And like, that's a big thing for people like in communities who can't afford those things. Like internet's not cheap here in America. In other countries it is cheap, but Internet packages and shit is not cheap. Not a lot of families have money to, you know, chuck out for an internet package every month. Like, that's a lot. Everything you're saying about libraries is absolute fucking fact. Growing up, I knew a crackhead. His name was Manboy. And he would go to the library every day and look at porn right on the computers. (laughs) It was just weird. Like. I just remembered as a Why kid. are you proving my point with this? I just remember thinking as a kid, like, uh, nobody's going to talk. Nobody here is going to say something to this man. Nah. Like, yeah. whatever. Wild shit. 
Yo, but no, libraries are the shit, bro. Libraries are the shit. And it's crazy because, like, I feel like they, they've been trying to get rid of libraries for a minute now. Am I wrong? I don't think that they're trying to get rid of them. I just think that they would rather put the money towards more selfish things. Like, they don't care about it. It's a, it's just a passing thought. But it's, some place, see, I don't know about Britain. I know over in Salem, where I grew up, the library, they're putting in some work. They're working with the council, men and women. That's awesome. I actually, I have a one-on-one interview coming up soon with Yo. the new councilmen of Salem. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? And they've reached out to me. Are you doing that uh, one-on-one? You doing that under bro therapy? Like, where can people go to find that? I haven't worked out the details on the whether it's one on one. Stay tuned. Or, or Stay tuned. He'll let you know. For therapy thing. Check but the bro therapy pages. We'll definitely plug it. It's been a long time since I did a one on one with someone. So I, I assume that that would probably be the. I really look forward to your one on ones. I think I've listened to every single one on one that you've done. You think? For and, real? It's re- and it's really interesting to always like hear you. And the the relationship or like the conversations that you have in one on ones with other people because I'm so used to having the one on ones with you. Yeah. So it like introduces a not a different version of you, but it gives me a situation where I get to remove myself and really just observe like uh, a conversation with somebody that I that I know well and uh, see how. They break down problems with new people because I kind of know how you'll approach things with me, but I don't know how you approach things with other people. So I learn a lot when I watch the way you interact with others. Yo, I I really fucking feel that. Hell yeah. That's got to be like a a dope ass like experience. Yeah, it's weird. That makes me want to like create more of that content for you. I think you should. I've always said that I think that you would you would do great content. Like even if you just did ranting like uh, Bill Burr style, like just <laughs> solo in, solo into the mic. Like I think you would do wonderful work. I think you're a, a a wonderful creative who's capable of doing a lot of things. Appreciate that, bro. I'm glad you brought that up. I actually have a legitimate topic that I want to talk to you about. All right, real shit. Um, because. Like, you called me the other day, bro. Had got me juiced up with the like, creative energy, bro. <laughs> I like literally. I all I'm gonna say is, literally, as soon as we hung up that that night, bro, I started a project. We'll see what the future brings. That's all I'm gonna say. That's but, dope. Like, there's. I, I was listening. I was listening to a podcast and. I really I tried to look for the details today so I could be better equipped for this conversation. Sure. But you we take in so much shit and you think yeah. you save shit and you think you send it to someone and then yeah. you're looking for it, you're like, where the fuck where did it the go? Fuck is it? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I swear I sent this shit. Like I know it's here. This shit really had me thinking. And like it was like one of those moments where like once you hear someone say it, you're like, Oh, yeah, that makes all the fucking sense. It fucking sense. makes the light, light bulb come on. Yeah. And it's like something you scratch your head over forever and you can't fucking figure the shit out. And the moment somebody else fucking says it, you're like, oh, dummy. What? Like, yeah. fucking duh. Like, yeah. it took me hearing it from somebody else for me to fucking get it. Yep. 
Yep. Every time, dog. Every and they time. usually just say it's so simple, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even anything crazy. This doctor, interview type podcast, I suppose, the doctor was saying that, like, um, that when you do projects and shit, right? Like, if you were to boil it down, reduce it down to, like, the minimum of what that is, the yeah. essence of it. Sure. You're just chasing a dopamine hit. Okay. okay. Right. I might argue with that, but I'm listening. Right. So why why it's important that when you're being creative that you don't tell you don't talk to people about your projects or your creations. You don't you don't like go tell people, right? You you're getting me hyped just that you're saying that because I literally do that with like everything. You know I do that with everything. He says the reason why you shouldn't do that is because when you go to tell people like full of excitement about this project, you want the dopamine, you get the dopamine hit, the affirmation. So like you don't you acknowledgement. Do, you don't actually go and do it, do it. And I swear to God, I was like, oh, life changing. Shit. Oh shit. That makes a lot. I mean, I could say that makes a lot of sense because a lot of the stuff that I work on in secret, I feel like I've made a lot of progress on. Yeah. Like I'm always making progress on it and I nobody knows about that shit. Like nobody. Yeah. And it's always fun to just go and work on it. And I'm just like one day maybe. Are you excited for that one day? Maybe. I don't the thing is is like I don't even care if anyone knows about it at this point. I don't almost don't even want anyone to know because I just want to make something cool. Like, that's my goal. I just want it to be cool by me. Yeah. Yeah. I There's, like, people that I collaborate with, right? So, like, I work with, like, other artists. And I work with, like, other creatives. And we make dope shit together. Yeah. And, like, they're involved in it. And, like, they get a little taste of it. Like, in the collaboration. And you can see, like... I'm trying so hard not to have an ego about it, but you can see they get like intoxicated about it. Like the way they respond to messages or the way they hit back and like, they just get shit and they like get so into it and shit. Like, Oh man. Like it just, it's reaffirming. It's reaffirming. It makes you feel like, cause like it's so easy to feel like you got some hot shit. Or, like, you, yeah. you made something cool. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. like, you want the acknowledgement from other people, right? hmm And at the same time, like, when you work with other artists and you collaborate on shit, like, they're inclined to say, like, it's some dope shit because they're working on it. But you can tell in the way they send messages or the way they, like, describe something that they really get something like a message or like what you're conveying you can feel it you're like oh like you really fucking get it like you're not just bullshitting like you're literally describing the thing that like i wanted to convey through this thing like you're not just making this shit up and that's like the best feeling especially because it's not like public like it's all in private and they're and they're cool with the private shit like they're just cool to be working on like some cool shit right they don't give a fuck whether it's public or private they're just like, yo, this is so cool. Like, this gets my creative shit going. And it's yeah. like, everyone's just feeding off each other. And it's good energy. I love that shit. 
It's contagious, but it's, it's, fucking, it's so, so good. fucking good. It's so good. So good. The best drug. Creativity is the best drug. Facts. Absolutely. No, I was. I was most wonder- addictive too. I was wondering if there was any connection to why you you operate the way you operate when it comes to your art. To what that doctor. It's said. always been. It's always just been organics. I feel. No worries. I feel like uh, I've always intentionally kept things private on everything that I work on because I don't want people. Like if I plug it on stream or if I plug it on bro therapy, people are going to go check it out. I don't want them to check it out. Mm -hmm. I want them to come across it on their own accord. And then in the moment of somebody stumbling across it and fucking with it is like that magical moment. Like when you're scrolling your timeline and you see something and you have that moment where you're like, yo, yeah, like, that's the moment I want to create, like, through re- relation. Like, I want you, if that's something that you relate to and you, you fuck with that, like, I want you to be able to have that special moment. Like, that means I create a good art. I don't want to be like, go check out the fucking art, and then you go check out the art, and then you give your opinion on it. Fuck that. That's not organic. That's not real. That's some other fucking weird-ass promotional fucking marketing bullshit like yeah. i don't like that right. that's not how i operate so for me it's just always like i've kind of just like come to a point in my life where when i make shit i just try to make the best shit by me and if other people fuck with it cool and that's it yeah and i will always like maintain that like as my own personal standard Mm -hmm. because that's when i'm the happiest because i'm not seeking happiness through others experiencing it anymore i'm just i find the happiness in the creation like in the in the act of creating yeah and that's where i am happiest oh that got so deep (laughs) yo change the fucking topic dog bars Change the fucking topic. You alright, Jazzy? Yeah, she's just chilling. Alright. She's vibing out. Alright. There was so much that happened from the last week break, right? Alright, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Let's talk about it. Well, there was uh you talked about it before. There was two things I had in mind I, that I thought was funny. Ukulele was funny. Ukulele. Do you know have you seen that? The no. ukulele apology. Oh my! I, <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I seen people talking about that shit on Twitter, but I want you to uh, understand like the way I operate, right? <laughs> I see drama on my Twitter feed all day. Me, in the way I operate on social media, I do not interact. I do not comment. I do not engage. Drama, no go. And there's sometimes where there's certain things that are like really hard for me not to like interject on because I feel like people are like really digging into an artist or something. Not talking about the subject you're talking about. Yeah, it's completely different. It's like, completely different. I like would, I would people commenting on someone else, like moving out of their comfort zone to put something out, and it isn't like a top quality project or something. And people are like, "Man, this shit sucks." This, that, and the other. And the artist in me, so bad, wants to be like, "You've never put anything out in your fucking life, and all you're doing is sitting there and commenting on some people's shit who actually had the, you know, like 
guts to make something and put it out. Like, what's yeah. your problem? Yeah. Like, but I don't interact with those things because it's such a bait. Nothing comes of it. But all it some... does is create negative energy. So I don't interact with drama at all on like social media. I have a different. What is this? The bottom, bro. What is that? Bro, why are you putting SpongeBob fucking bars on our fucking shit? You got haze over here, Bob. You wanna know? Wait, you wanna know what I don't like about this though? It, it's fire because the the bass, like the beat. Is that Squidward? Yeah. But I feel like I feel like this shit kind of makes fun of hip hop, like in a weird way. Like it's like taking shots at hip hop, and I don't like that. Okay, that was a, that was a pretty good bar. That was a pretty good bar. Wait. I don't appreciate that this is an AI though. I'm fucking. I'm. I'm worried. It's getting bad. It's getting real bad. Yo, disclaimer. Bro therapy is done under the intoxication of many different. Uh chemicals and whatnots and whatnots and do not take anything we say as 100% true fact they lost me here i don't hear it anymore you don't hear it anymore yeah, I think my mic. Cut. I think your mic did. Mic did I hit it. I hit it. That was my bad. There you go. Yeah. You... I'm sorry. Yeah, I still heard heard it though. I don't hear anything. Oh no, I saw this on TikTok <laughs> where it was like you know it would play. I hear Ryan. Yeah, it was just like you know, uh, like I showed him earlier. Was, like, hey, I just can't get this goddamn clarinet to sound good. Fuck the clarinet, Squidward. Let's pour one motherfucker. <laughs> That's not oh, like yeah. to me. Play that beat, Patty. I'ma spit some fire at these motherfuckers. All this money that we made. Smoking kelp to the face. I skip the fence like I'm next. If I'm using clarinet, so these hoes wanna play. Deep web browsing pills by the thousand leaves. If it's real, it's crazy. What's the point? What's the point, dog? I'm so over this shit, man. Yo, you gonna watch that? Oppenheimer? Absolutely. I need to see that. You double featuring? That. You double featuring? Barbie with it? Barbenheimer? <laughs> it would be crazy if we could figure out how to do like a bro therapy uh, watch party for something like that. We could do it right on Discord. I already got tickets for Oppenheimer. I, I feel like it would just be real cool. Like in my head, it would be really cool. Like if like we scheduled something like that in advance and like if listeners wanted to come out to a movie theater or something and watch... Oppenheimer with us at the movie theater or something. I feel like that would be really Yo, cool. Yo, you 
I, I see I watched this YouTube that would be dope. This dude who just lives off Patreon, right? And he has like these like podcast kind of like clips where he just says start now and you're basically watching the movie with him. Oh Ooh. shit. That shit that's kinda dope. That's how we can do it. Like that's yeah, that's yeah. dope, right? Get a I movie. With that, get yeah. a movie all of a sudden, right? I was dope. um I was uh like you don't have to record it. Like you just say press play now. You gotta have your own copy or something. Yep. yep. However you wanna watch it, right? If you wanna yep. pirate it, go ahead, right? That's actually pretty pretty smart. Yeah, I like there's clips that. of it on the channel. I was keep um that, keep that in mind. I was good I was good friends with someone who was on Oppenheimer's team. Damn, bro. Thanks. Are you Crazy. sure you're not the CIA agent? <laughs> I'm sure. Jeez. I was just I was just a uh <laughs> where they back call to back, that right? <laughs> I was just a uh I was the chauffeur. Okay. It's crazy this is going to segue into well, our ep- our show that we're watching right now. Yeah. But it's interesting because like just like that driver, like his assistant, his driver, it's crazy without like not even thinking about it, being aware of it, it's like how intimate that role is. Because the being friends with the guy who was on Oppenheimer's team he was just an old ass retired man, and I was just some punk kid driving him to the pool every morning. He paid me 140 bucks a week to pick him up at his house at like 6:30 in the morning, drive him to the pool, and then pick him up and take him back home two hours later, six days a week. And it's like, but just those drives every day, just talking about things and talking and talking and talking and talking. It's just like you learn so much. It's crazy. I can't even imagine. Like, I feel like I would just have so many questions. Yo, it was Infinite a highlight. Questions. It was a highlight of my fucking adulthood. Being friends with him. Crazy. He gave me a personal tour of Princeton. Damn. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was Princeton's lit. Fucking nice. Princeton's, uh, Princeton's where I, I feel like Einstein did some shit at Princeton. He was friends too. with Einstein. They were lecture buddies. Yeah. He said he would always save a seat because uh, Einstein was always late to the lectures. <laughs> so he'd always save a seat for him. That's he said funny. a lot of people... Didn't, never mind. He, he he shared very intimate details about yeah. his friendship with uh, Einstein. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Before we get into that, mm-hmm. I was listening to a song this morning when I was at work. And... Uh, I wonder if I saved what the song was. Damn, the marketing for this movie is actually crazy. I look up Barbie and it's all pink on Google. You looking up information on Barbie or Oppenheimer? Both. Well, they both come out the same day. It's, Which uh, one do you think is going to win? Uh, Barbie in the box office. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, sure. Barbie, no. Barbie's what do you think, Ryan? Oppenheimer's winning by far. In the box office? I'm going Barbie. By I'm going far. Barbie also. Yeah, box Barbie's office. not going to do it's shit. Appealing. Well, if, Barbie, if Barbie beats Oppenheimer, I'm fucking giving up on it. First life. thing, Oppenheimer's <laughs> three hours fucking long. Who Doesn't God matter. Damn. You got to bring it. Doesn't exactly. matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't That's matter. less seats in the fucking Does not fucking matter. What I will say. Barbie appeals to the kids. Dune did great, and Dune was long as shit, and it was a fucking. Well, not Dune even was the in pandemic movie. time too. What? What? That came out on HBO Max as well. I remember. My that. opinion on it. I love Dune. Barbie's going to be a good movie, regardless for what it is. 
Oppenheimer, that shit's going to be hit or miss. They're either going to nail that shit or that's going to be a fucking flop. It is Nolan, right? Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah, he's going to. Nah, I've seen the I've seen a lot of like the deets on Oppenheimer and like a yeah. lot of the is work good? They've, they've done on Oppenheimer and all the kind of crazy fucking shit they made. To they make both got Oppenheimer nuts cast, work. though. Like as a movie, yeah, and that fucking movie's gonna be fucking crazy. I don't know the st- that movie's gonna be the closest thing you're gonna get to like a documentary, like a uh, in-person documentary that you'll ever have on. Literally the biggest altering event in fucking human history that literally changed the course of humanity. Uh, the cast for both of them are stacked though; they're pretty stacked. You got like uh, you got Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling. Will Ferrell, you got like Michael Sarah. You you're saying like, you're talking about Barbie. This is Barbie. And okay. then I'll show you Oppenheimer's cast in a minute because I know at the top of my head: Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon. It's like it's a stacked cast for like both of them. I don't know Oppenheimer. I listen. Barbie will appeal to kids more. You can bring your kids to Barbie. Uh, you can't bring your kids to Oppenheimer like that. Rated R film as well versus PG thirteen. Come on. <laughs> yes, you can, and I think it's important you bring your kids to a movie like that. Oppenheimer. So I, think, I think it's important that you let your kids know that, like, first of all, there was something terrible that Josh Peck is that a- humans did, <laughs> and Ballard. that after that moment that we did this thing, the whole world agreed like we should never do this thing again. Holy shit, Gary Oldman is right here. Like, I think, yeah, you can rob people of their innocence, but at the same time, I think it's, there's two things. One, you show people can agree and that they can work together to prevent the destruction of each other. And that, two, like, we are capable of terrible, terrible things. So it's very important that you think about your actions. Yeah, Yeah, Barbie's going to be an hour and 54 minutes. So it's more tickets to be able to sell. Barbie ain't gonna do shit. It's gonna flop. Shit, it won't flop. It won't be the Flash. It's gonna it fucking flop. It won't, it won't be the. Oh my god, I'm so bad. Did you, they also uh, showed a Wonka trailer? Did you see what? that? Wonka. That Willy shit's Wonka. gonna flop too. <laughs> that Wonka shit. It's the backstory of how Willy Wonka became Willy. I thought Wonka. they already broke that down with the Johnny Depp one. I thought they already gave that premise. Was more of his childhood. Yeah, this the, he's young. He's like I'm making chocolate. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. This is you know more is? backstory. It's fucking people being uncreative. Whatever the fuck. Beating a is. dead horse. Yeah. You know, everything flies. We really need three Willy Wonka movies. Like, right. So ex- fuck. The only reason Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was a good movie in the first place and people liked it is because it appealed to imagination. You fucking. Now you go and watch that fucking trailer of the new movie and there's no imagination. It's like fucking comparing McDonald's like from the 1990s to now. Like, it's just become, like, a minimalist fucking nightmare. Like, it literally just looks like a corporate fucking, like, a shell. Like, you're, like, McDonald's now looks like a fucking, what a cubicle is. Except on the outside. You see, I talk about box office every day at work with uh, Greg. Yeah, (laughs) Greg. Like, every time. I don't know what the obsession is, but he knows his shit when it comes to that stuff. The box office, he loves listening to the numbers I'm talking about. And I was banking on, like, man, Flash is going to do numbers. That shit flopped hard, and I took the biggest loss. I was quiet the day that fucking uh, weekend that movie dropped. Damn. And I'm telling him Barbie's going to hit. 
Oppenheimer. He's like, no. <laughs> he's like... Oh, he thinks Oppenheimer's going everything's to... Everything's been flopping this year, though. Like, every prediction. Greg was telling me shit like, I should... Indiana Jones should have made this much, right? And he's like, no, this is a flop. <laughs> it should have made this much, right? Everything flopped this year. Damn. Except Spider-Verse, I would say. But you know what I think? I've been rude. I'm like reflecting over it a lot lately. Um, I feel like there's no creativity in America cinema no. anymore. Welcome to capitalist culture. I feel like with the the computer shit technology, CGI, CGI FXX shit, bullshit, GTP, whatever, all these fucking random fucking programs. Uh, there's like no, there's very few directors where you could watch the movie and not know who directed it or wrote it and be like, oh, this feels like a Tarantino movie. Oh, this feels like a fucking John Silverton movie. Like, there's very few directors that you like can really just watch a movie and be like, "Oh, I bet you this is this person's work." That's why I fucking like Bollywood movies and fucking. Now you got me on Korean dramas. I feel like this you also can see just, the creativity in the yeah, fucking in the in yeah. the art. I feel like that's just like late stage capitalism, though. Like, I mean, it's the same thing with like. Fucking, you know, the CEOs of these creative companies that hire all these writers and all these actors and everything. They fucking don't make anything. That's why they try like, to it's read. all the writers and actors that fucking make everything. Yeah. Like, those people don't fucking make shit. The people that are making shit don't make any fucking money. And for some reason, the people at the top keep making more and more money. While the people at the bottom who actually are making the creative shit aren't getting paid jack. That's and why then we're they on wonder, a strike, right? And then, and then they wonder why fucking there's no good movies. Like, well, I don't know. Like, let's remake Aladdin. Let's yeah, remake let's yeah Little remake. Let's yeah. make Wonka for know the why? 40th fucking And you want to know why? And you want to know why? Because these fucking stupid ass CEOs who make way too much fucking money are like, well, we don't really want to. We're afraid that we might lose money, so we need to go with something that's already worked in the past because we think that's going to be the best chance at like you know making like a little bit of money because it's at least proven that it worked. Yeah, like these people don't know how to fucking create. When you're a creative, you fail a lot. Like these people aren't creatives; they're fucking suit Hollywood. people who sit around and just like collect money. Studio execs always suck the soul out of creativity. They, they're like, oh, we don't want that. That won't make money. It's about money and accepting money. the creative. So, money, money, money. Oh, I got the Rod Perlman uh, video, by the way. Yeah, play it real quick. Listen to this shit. Listen to this lose. shit, bro. All right. The motherfucker who said we're going to keep this thing going until people start losing their houses and their apartments. Listen to me, mother. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. Some of it is financial. Some of it is karma. And some of it is just figuring out who the f said that. And we know who said that. And where he f lives. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. You wish that on people. You wish that families starve while you're making $27 million a year for creating nothing. Be careful, mother. Be really careful. Because that's the kind of. That stirs up. Peace out.
Yeah, Ron Perlman the goat. Ron Perlman, you know Ron Perlman. He done a lot of voice work. He was Hellboy for the. Uh, uh, the yeah, what a fucking god! What a god! What a god! Yeah, but Sorry. the actors shit is like it's not about the big like Keanu Reeves or Tom Cruise's of the world. It's about no, the background yeah. that's their starting up because they said Disney or some studio said a they're gonna replace AI, like they're gonna get a scan and give them yeah. days of work, but use their likeness still. Yeah, they want to write AI into all the contracts now too. And like with the new Indiana Jones movie, they made uh, what's his name? Spent Ford? so much money on they Harrison made, Ford uh, CGI, which is good. Harrison Ford look young again. That's that's uh, CGI though. But like, what they're gonna do is they're gonna make actors last forever, and there's gonna be no new actors. They're only gonna have the old actors because they have the rights to them, and they're gonna mm -hmm. have them in the movies forever. And that's all you're gonna get. You're not gonna get anything new. You're just going to get the same fucking regurgitated bullshit Damn. over and over and over because that way they don't have to pay new shit. Yeah. Damn. It's fucking sick. It's laziness. It's corporate culture. It's fucking capitalism. Like all that shit has led to this point where like they're like, what's the least amount of work we can do? So every every little big Hollywood production shut down, by the way, because of it. Good. I think they were filmed like. There was so much restrictions on. They were filming Deadpool, a new Deadpool movie, with uh, Hugh Jackman in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was excited for that. Yeah, but they couldn't write. Like, apparently, you cannot do rewrites. Like when the writers' strike was happening, couldn't do rewrites. Couldn't even do. Improv. Damn, maybe those CEOs who make all those millions of dollars could go fucking write something, since you know all the writers are out and they yeah. can finish the movie. So oh they, wait, they fucking can't. Wow, guess you're getting he, paid for nothing, jackass. He's not even allowed to do improv. They're not even allowed to do improv because the writers strike. So Brian Reynolds, all his improv shit he does, he can't do it. Which Damn. is crazy because sometimes improv gives you some gold. Yeah, yeah. Especially Ryan, Ryan Right? So, yeah, they couldn't give me new material, but then when the actors shit, shut it down because they can't they can't promote the movie. They can't film it. They're I just have it out for Suits. I just have it out for Suits yeah, personally. True. I have a personal vendetta against Suits. The moment I see a suit, like, actually busting their ass next to somebody who isn't in a suit is the day that I, like, have an appreciation for them. But that's literally never happened. Ever. Not in my experience. When have you ever seen somebody come in from a high position from a suit who like doesn't actually work in the store on a day-to-day -day basis and actually, you know, sweat? Never. 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 You know what's crazy? If they just did it once, they would earn everyone's respect, but they just don't do it. How, what a fucking joke that is. Because you know if they just did it once, everyone would think differently of them. Yeah. But they don't even do that. Nope. Not even once. Nope. There was what a lot shame. of actors that what stood a out shame. for writers. I saw I saw a lot of actors that stood out for writers. I think I respect that more than them standing out for themselves on the actor shit. I fucking had to think about this is a different topic. Uh it was like Lil Wayne, right? I was listening to Carter Three this morning and like Jay Z Jay Z's verse came on his it's I'm right here in my chair with my crown and my deer. Queen B as I share my time with my heir. Young Carter, go farther, go harder. Or go farther, go further, go harder. Is that not why we came? And if not, then why bother? Show no mercy in Marcia Lagos. Uh 
I'm far from being the bastard that Marcy had fathered. Now my name's being mentioned with the martyrs, the biggies and the pox and the marleys and the marses. Garvey got me Molotov cocktail flow, blah, 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 right? And then there's another verse in here from Wayne. It says, it's my go, yeah, and I'm going to go so opposite of soft off the Richter, Hector, Camacho, man, Randy, savage, far from average, above status quo, flow so pro. I know I ride slow, and when I pass, they say, what up, killer man, stop bringing up my past. And next time you mention Pop Biggie or Jay-Z, don't forget Wheezy Baby, right? You think that was a shot at uh back at Jay-Z for his verse? What? For not mentioning him with the I martyrs? See, but the thing is, is like, I didn't even think about that. What I thought about was, in my head, I'm like, well, that was Carter Three. Yeah. Classic. Facts. It's for sure classic. Facts. Do we feel like? Cause like in that moment, I don't think it was a shot at Jay Z. I think it was Lil Wayne, truly saying like he feels like he deserves to be mentioned among the greats. Now that it's 2023, do you think like that lyric like? Do you think he's earned that? Because I think yes. Yeah. Like, I think nowadays you look, and I don't think anyone would argue that Lil Wayne is a GOAT. Yeah. Like, he's there yeah. with Jay-Z and them. Like, yeah. he is there. I, but, like, how beautiful is that? Like, I have when, a hot if take. You, if you think about this when he wrote this, when you think about this when he wrote this, he's, like, fighting for it. He's like, I, you guys should be mentioning me with these people. And then now it's just, like, common... That common, was 08. Uh, he has a hot take. That was it's 08. just it's common, uh, yeah, not common knowledge, but common opinion, I guess. Yeah, yeah. like it's so interesting to just be. think about that. He definitely is one of the goats. Fucking facts, fucking facts. Yeah, but I, my, I hot take, my hot take, my hot take, I catch a lot of shit for this in my hip hop groups that I'm a <laughs> part of. Hip hop communities. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm ready. We listen, Jay Z. Needs to be removed. <laughs> he needs to be removed. I gotta go that's from funny. top five. I gotta Yo, go. I top gotta ten. Go. Yo, Ace. Not doing this the Ace, I completely agree, bro. I completely I agree. agree. I don't agree. I, I, I don't agree. I debate, I, I don't when I was agree. on night, I used to debate this all the time. Agree. Y'all can talk about this shit and jerk each other off. My night. I don't agree with this. My night manager T uh, agrees with that too. Like Aaron. Aaron always. No, he's no, the no, one. You have your you got it. He's All the right. one. Aaron uh, always, Aaron, Jay Z fanboy. It feels like you know yeah, what I mean. They're no, Jay-Z fan, and I'm looking at all the top like Jay Z songs. I'm like, where's his singles that uh, that are up here on his top songs? Like, it's always his fe- him featured in something. Him featured. Him featured. Him featured. And I always thought that like, wow, the king of feature, uh, the what, the king of features or something. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought like he could carry a whole solo song. He's garbage. Ooh. I think y'all are fucked up for that. <laughs> and I don't agree with that at all. And I think when Jay Z dropped four four four, that like showed that he still has his shit. That fucking album was garbage. All right. <laughs> From be- beginning to end, even Jay Z fanatics were like that shit was a flop. 
That shit was garbage. Whatever. And there's nothing special about Jay-Z's music at all. And anyone, I don't agree with any of this. We know. You said that a bunch of times. All right. Already. Yeah, I'm saying it again. I'm saying it again. Oh, okay. I'm so happy we disagree on so much shit. It's so beautiful because, like, it really, it's just good because it's true. Like, we could sit here and, like, just up each other up, like, sit here and approve of each other's opinions or whatever, but, like, this is real. Like, I don't agree with that. And I think it's good that you're, like, you're in your feels about this shit, and I'm in my feels about this shit, and it's dope. It's dope. I love it. I love I it. And we're like, have these adamant the opinions. It sees the top of you. <laughs> You're like, oh, uh, it's sorry. Right. I'm not even worried about that. Yeah, he's right towered now. over this camera right Good. now. <laughs> Fire shot, probably. <laughs> like, he's he's standing up on his opinion here. Jeez. He had he's to like, get up I'm, on two feet. Bullshit. He had to make he sure. His, he has his foot on his chair. You see him? He's like, I'm a firm believer. He's like, oh, shit. Like, what kind of fucking... What does that mean, bro? What? Why? Okay. Let's just go with your opinion, right? Well, you ain't even heard my full fucking opinion. You started rattling off nah, you're right. before I even got you're to right. say half the shit I wanted to say. You're right. But let me just say that... Ignore... Like, let's say you're right about the new music, right? Let's say, like, his new music's not good. All his music is fucking garbage. Okay, no. We're not doing that. We are not fucking doing that. No all shot. Of it, all of it. No Jay-Z shot, Jay-Z is dog. absolute fucking no garbage. Shot. Hell yeah. And no it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful as hell that people... And it really... Yo, it really makes me question their love for hip-hop. It's really fucking gross. And I don't understand how we can leave DMX off a top five list, off a top ten list. How we can leave Little Wayne off a top five and top ten list, which both of them I agree with the Little Wayne all the time. But we put fucking Jay Z up there. That's fucking bullshit. So my opinion is top five. Let's take fucking Jay Z off of it because he don't fucking belong on it, and let's replace him with DMX because that's someone who really fucking belongs on it, and that is someone who was the only rapper through ninety eight, ninety nine, and two thousand who was carrying hip hop on their shoulder and who was the most electrifying uh, hip hop artist of, of those years. He he fucking gets fucking black blackballed by Jay Z. Loses his career, the world turns his their back on him because of Jay Z, and then Jay Z gets the credit for holding hip hop on his back for ninety eight, ninety nine, and two thousand. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Meanwhile, this man dies alone because the world turns their back on him and don't love him, and then they want to go praise this this fraud. That's what Jay Z is a fucking fraud, and they they throw they, they throw him up there with Biggie and Pac and. People like that. He don't deserve to be on the top five. He don't deserve that. There's so many other creative, passionate artists who did way more for the for the fucking game, who never cutthroat anybody, who never blackmailed it or blackballed anyone out of the industry, who never stole other people's fucking record labels and ideas and projects and businesses. I don't like Jay-Z. I don't like that motherfucker, and I don't like that he's put. I up think that much with, is apparent with with all the fucking greatest. How how do you not, bro? 
How do you not put DMX on a top five? How do you leave DMX? I would put DMX on a top five list before I would put Eminem. And you know that's saying a lot for me. I, I really, really, really have a big problem with the fact that DMX never gets mentioned on a top five list. But Jay-Z gets mentioned all the time. Any studier of hip-hop will tell you every point where he fucking ripped off another artist, had that artist blackballed, and then took their shit, and then got claimed from the whole world for it being his shit. Blue, uh, uh, the Blueprint stole that shit from KRS-One. KRS-One ain't shit today. Jay-Z's fucking world famous. You can go through all his albums and you can see where he did that. People pick it all, pick it all apart. That's crazy. That's crazy. But real goats. I'm not gonna pl- supply a full counter argument. What I'm gonna do is, uh, he. So what you all you're telling me is he like took a capitalist approach, and I'm not saying whether or not this is me approving or disapproving or whatever you're saying. Although, like, I feel like you're really ripping into Jay-Z, and I don't agree with a lot of what you're saying, but, like, I, no. under, I understand what you're saying, like, from your perspective. But, in a sense, like, if somebody comes along and makes a better pen, and everybody likes this better pen... Like, is it everyone's fault for liking this better pen that the other person that someone else made, but it wasn't like what the other people wanted and that they wanted this other one? Like, you seem upset that like Jay-Z came and did what other people did in a way that everyone liked better than the other person and that person fell off. Well, I, I, I don't, I, I disagree with that because... I think the world would tell you. Isn't that like a free market? I don't know. Maybe it is a free market. He is a uh, a Mongol. Whatever the fuck you call Uh, him, people. He's a business Mongol. That's what he is. He's probably one of the best. Mogul, Mogul, Mogul. Thank you, Mogul. Mogul. Jesus Christ. People who conquered China? Listen. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like when people say he's, it's like calling Puff Daddy a great. P. Diddy a great rapper. Like, nah. He's just a fucking great businessman. These guys are great fucking businessmen. Jay-Z's a great businessman. Great businessman. And through that fucking art of being that thing, he was able to create this image of he's one of these greats of this. I just don't see it, bro. I don't know. Like, I feel like I've seen, like, a lot of Jay-Z, Rick Rubin stuff now that, like, a lot of the old videos have been resurfacing of just a lot of those like rooms and recording I know. rooms and stuff. Like, I, I've sent you stuff. It's beautiful. And, like, I've heard those things too, especially it's, Rick it's Rubin. Wonderful. Rick, Rick Rubin talks beautifully about Jay Z. I've, I've, I mean, at least I heard the one on Joe Rogan and Lex Friedman that he talked, and he says some dope shit about Jay Z. And I'm not saying that he can't go in there and fucking spit or do some Little Wayne shit and spit whatever. I listen. DMX was one of the greatest things. As crazy as this might sound to some some people who don't understand, DMX was one of the greatest things in my childhood. That's why I love hip-hop so much. And to see him have a demise and to know that this, and then for his demise to be what it was, and then for 
everything to turn around and then call this person the greatest of that time era when like everyone most people i feel like agree that that shit definitely belonged to dmx that shit that would be like yo like I feel like it's not even, like, you can't even argue that The Rock is one of the most electrifying WWE characters of all time. He's not. No? I'm a Rey Mysterio fan, so of course I'm biased. I like Rey Mysterio, too. but I I feel like Rey Mysterio, listen, for me, the electrifyingness is the underdog story. Like, isn't this just all about perspective? Like, all of this is just all about perspective. No? Nah. Nah. It's crazy. I think it's a moral thing for me. I don't know. I just can't ride with that shit. I just don't. I don't. Maybe it is a perspective thing. Maybe it's a taste thing. I just don't. I I don't find anything appealing about the Jay-Z story at all. In fact, the more research I've done into it, the the less respect that I have for for him and his artwork, honestly. Honestly. And I I really don't even like feeling that way about artists. Really. I, I really don't like Jay Z. What yeah, I mean, you're just very passionate about someone you like who who got you starved feel, by who you feel like was done. And maybe even justifiably, justifiably feel like, justifiably feel like was done wrong. And you really loved that artist. So I can understand why you feel that way. You know what else it is? Like you, I don't, you don't need a justification for how you feel about it. It's not just him. It's that whole, like you said, capitalism. It's that whole thing. I don't like any fucking business owner. Who fucking, at the end of the day, when the money hits the pockets, they cut the throats, they fucking send out the letters, and it's, I ain't worried about nobody. I'm going to shoot Jay-Z I'm not, some bail. I'm not. I, I don't like anyone. I like don't that, need to bro. shoot Jay-Z bail here. You don't. He's, what, one of the richest I don't need rappers shoot, in the world? I don't need to shoot Jay-Z bail here, but I'm going a, I'm to a shoot Jay-Z bail here, especially since we run a podcast, so like us having a... Difference of opinion definitely helps. That, yeah, you're supposed to do that. For the conversation, right? Um, I think Jay-Z probably does a lot that just isn't published. Like, I feel like, personally, myself, I've heard of a lot of, like, charity work or, like, helping people that he's done behind the scenes that does not get publicized. And, like, a lot of the stuff that I heard about that was from being, like, for like the six years or seven years, I was like super, super deep in hip hop before I started going on my other trains. Yeah. And I was like, shouts out Joe Budden podcast. Like back when it was like Rory Maul, Joe Budden. And then even before it was Rory Maul and Joe Budden, it was just like Joe Budden and uh, Joe Budden and uh, Maul. Uh, and then before that, when it was a uh, girl was on there. Anyways, like, there's a lot of talk. And, you know, like, a lot of those big hip-hop heads, they do a lot of stuff behind the scenes, and they don't ever publicize shit. 
Like all they're doing is they're doing their work behind the scenes. They help people out here, there, whatever. Like, and they do this, that, and they they just keep it moving. Like it's not their priority or prerogative for it to be publicized. They don't give a fuck if people know about that shit. Like they just keep it moving. Mm. And I've heard a lot of that from those circles. So I, I I just don't think it's completely fair to to say that they're they're not doing anything. Yeah. I don't know their fucking life, right? Your top five. No right or wrong answer. No debate. No argument. My top five. Top pers- five. Personal top Personal five. goats. Top five. One. Lil Wayne. Two. Lil Wayne's my number one. Number two. Um, or does this is this strictly rap or can it involve uh r&b rap. and other no no rap hip-hop i looked up billboard's top five what uh, about um do we have cut off years no man all t- greatest of all time greatest of all time Ooh. okay okay number one spot i'm putting Pac. Pac. eminem 50 cent Andre three stacks. DMX. I think Lil Wayne, Andre, Lupe. Ooh, Lupe was fire. Um, low key. I'm skipping number four. Low key. Maybe just a special mention. Maybe not even five. I think Bob actually slips in there as like a special mention. For number five, for me personally, I'm not gonna mention Big or Tupac in this at all, actually. Um, and I think like, because I'm very big on uh, lyricism and like creative wordplay, so like for me that plays like really high into my ranking. And I think there's a lot of stuff like Bob did after he quote unquote fell off that has like, I don't agree with any of the content that it was like that was done about it but i think the wordplay and lyricism was fucking phenomenal and out of this world but like the topics were just like shit that i don't get like i don't fucking think anything about yeah um four and five four and five you know it's 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 interesting i i uh while i listen to eminem maybe i put eminem five Damn, um, I'm surprised you put him on the list at all. Um, and four, so so Lil Wayne, Andre, Lupe. I really gotta think about number four here. Um, do a little talk. Do a little talk. Talk about something real quick. Well, there's only one reason I put Fifty Cent on. That was a staple of my childhood too. That fucking some things for me but uh 50 cent got put on the list because i really don't think that there was anyone yet i'm always looking for that next person i think the world is but no one had a debut like start like he did like the way he came out the fucking gate i think that's just like automatically agreed upon throughout all hip-hop I do have Billboard's top ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lay it on me. Oh shit! I don't know if it will be like. Is it 2023? It, yeah. Okay. It was updated. Nicki Minaj is number two at ten. 
It's okay. like, you're like, fuck out of here, you're going to say. Snoop Dogg, number nine. Yo, how, how, how crazy is that? That, like, 30 years in the game. Wait. Damn. 40 years in the game, he's Snoop. still hitting top 10. Yeah. Billboard. And then people don't even put Snoop in top five. Nah. I Snoop? This is what okay. That's what I wanted to say earlier too. I feel like the whole conversation of top five talk is such a fucking bullshit ass fucking like metric, and it's so ridiculous. Like trying to fucking fit these rappers in when everyone has a different style and cadence, and everyone has different preferences for what they like out of rappers or like the style of rap that they find interesting, and then we all try to fit them in a top five. Like these are the best rappers. Like what? fucking we're looking at a rapper that hits like every fucking check mark like i don't the whole top five conversation is always kind of drove maybe if you go streams or like record sales or something right just like the MVP. i think uh like you could say what success. ryan i said it's just like mvp conversations fuck success success don't mean shit lupe's fucking a uh, one of the most amazing rappers ever amazing lyricist fucking no real like corporate mainstream success all solo all solo just like tech nine like get the like all this shit is like bullshit a lot of people don't like tech nine for whatever reason i don't know if it's his style or cadence or whatever Tech but nine. rappers fuck with Tech Nine. All Facts. the be- all the big rappers fuck with Tech Nine, and, and that's he's been how you independent know he's, all the way and through. And that's right? how you know he's a good ass rapper. He was always independent. Everyone's right? always fucked with him. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number eight. And that's what Lupe did too. Lupe went independent. Mm-hmm. Let me finish it off. Yeah. yeah. Number, Number eight. Drake. They put. Oh, yeah, he's gonna be on that shit. No matter what streams alone, he's the biggest probably artist. I think I know my number four. It says seven's Little Wayne. It says uh, six Notorious B.I.G. So um, Eminem number five. You're gonna hate this list. I already saw it. <laughs> four is Tupac. Three is Nas. Two is Kendrick Lamar. And then what do you think number one? <laughs> Yo, Jay Z. I, I know. I knew it was going to be I'm I'm gonna lay it up. Actually, I'm gonna lay it up. I'm gonna lay it up like this. Yeah. Number one is Wayne. Number two is a toss up between three stack and MF Doom. Number three, uh, who did I say? No, Lupe. Uh, number four is a tie between Mac Miller and Juice World. Ooh. And, and Mac number, Miller definitely. And needs number new age. Shit. And number five is a toss up between uh. Eminem and potentially just like Eminem inching out over B.O.B. for me because like I feel like B.O.B. had a really good run but like because of his personal beliefs like he pretty much fell off out of mainstream relevance but there is like right let me just pull it up let me just pull it up let me just pull it up because I'm just gonna stand by my opinions on like whatever it is is whatever it is um so B.O.B. I don't remember the name no no ads <laughs> um, B.O.B. dropped this album and it was like back when he was on his like uh, his flat earth shit 
and it, it was a series and it was like earthquake and a bunch of other things. I think the mixtape or whatever it was called earth. And like, it was just him going off about like, it was like basically what you would understand. Like when somebody finally becomes quote unquote woke, but the, the way he rapped and the way he laid out all these songs and the way the words came together was so well done. It's such a shame that the topics he talked about were so like asinine for society and just people in general, like that you instantly discredit him as an individual because you're not even gonna bother paying attention to the, the rap prowess. Like mm. it's good ass rap. Like I have a homie who's super into battle rap and like I showed him this shit and he had no clue B.O.B. even did all this shit. And like he listened to it and he was like, all right, like this shit's like pretty fucking good. But like the stuff he's rapping about is bullshit. But it like that's not the point. Like whether or not you agree with the topics or like the points he's talking about in the in the context of what he's rapping about. Like if you take it upon yourself to put yourself in the situation of like, let's just pretend you're a B.O.B. and like what he's talking about is true or whatever. Like these are crazy bars. Like these are crazy bars. Like we could even pull one up, but like I'm, I'm not going to do that. Just go like check it out on your own time. That would be mine. I think B.O.B. comes in honorable honorable mention, like after yeah. number five as number six. Eminem for sure top five, but at number five for me, I just Juice World did so much for my life, and I think Juice World was such a insane rapper for what he was at his age, especially after the freestyles that I have to put him at four because he has yeah. such an influence. And I'm not even trying to short Eminem because like Toy Soldier was like a crazy fucking song for me when I was like getting out of middle school going into high school and like all the m shit was super crazy and then on top of that like mac miller was super crazy for me but mac miller evolved so much as a rapper from that time when i was in middle school and high school and he was at, like the same age as me and yeah. then he just became like this crazy talented artist who was doing all his own shit and working on his music and like his lyrics were just so crazy philosophically deep to me like in a way where it was really touching a part of my soul that i i really felt like i was missing and like i really love when artists get to touch me in that way where i feel like i get what the fuck they're going through mm -hmm. that it meant something to me and i got that both from juice and max so that's why they come in at like number four for me and then i just have to give like crazy respect when it comes to lupe because, I mean, even just, like, you talk about any of Lupe's pop success or mainstream success, like, Lights or any of the, his breakout songs, like, from that era. Like, we want to go, go back, talk about, like, when songs like Gym Class Heroes were coming out or, like, uh, Cupid's Chokehold. Like, that era of, like, songs were coming out. That's when Lupe was popular. And those shits were playing on the radio every fucking day. Yeah. All the Lupe songs were playing every fucking day. Yeah. He had a... He had a real like hold on what it was to be a rapper breaking into pop music outside of Wayne because Wayne went through his whole stunt with like the punk music where he tried to do like the whole thing with like Nicki and I liked rock star and shit. Rebirth. I love that shit. Bro. Oh my God. I bro. love that album. Oh my God. And then it. like, 
and then you get past all the pop shit and now we talking rap rap and then you okay so we talking three stats we talking mf doom like they're both crazy both doing awesome shit always never not awesome like those are the martyrs like for me and like for everything that i love out of rap like all the wordplay all the creativity like Pac, Biggie, I get it. I respect the fuck out of them. Those are huge goats. They're goats. They're not my personal top five. They're goats, though. Yeah. And then Wayne's number one. Like, I can't, I don't become the person I am without Wayne. Like, I don't get the respect for poetry that I have without Wayne. Like, everything, the way I write, the way I write poetry, the way I write music, the way I do anything in my life is all because of Wayne. Like, the way I think about things, the way I make jokes, the way I live my life and like come up with stupid ass shit is literally because of Wayne. Like everything that this dude has done through his lyricism and the way he writes music is because of Wayne. Like Wayne did all this shit and it's influenced so much of just what hip hop is. Like personally, I don't think hip hop exists anymore in its state at all without Wayne. Like, Fuck all the other goats in the sense that, like, you could have all the other goats, but you don't get hip-hop today being, the no, like, number one music genre in the world without Wayne, mm. period. Like, it doesn't happen. It never gets to this point without Wayne. So he's number one. Yeah. But it's, like, cool that, like, my top five is so different from your top five. Yeah. But everybody you mentioned is, like, I vibe with being on a top five or being on your top five. Dope. And like, I still think Jay-Z is a goat, but he's not my personal top five. You see, you see how like fucking ranty you you just went on this whole long thing. (laughs) Right? Like hip hop heads. (laughs) That's someone who deserves to be on a top five. You couldn't say that much shit about Jay-Z if you fucking wanted to. And nobody can. Nobody could go on this crazy ass rant about Mac Miller, like how you just did about Jay Z. No, no. But I do agree with you about the Biggie and Tupac thing, and I find that like that's just a cliche thing. It's kind of like saying Amen after a prayer. It's just like something you have to say for the like spirituality of hip hop. Like Tupac and Biggie were the goats. They definitely were the goats. I don't think Biggie I'm a catch. belongs I'm a catch. on, on I'm a that catch. list for me. Say that again? I don't think Biggie belongs on that list for me. Ah, uh, yeah, we've had this conversation because I lean more Biggie and you lean more Tupac. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah, that's just our style of styles clashing. Uh, I think uh, I'm probably gonna catch flat for this. Maybe not. Probably though. Um. Nobody wants to be this. Everybody wants to be like the reason, but nobody wants to be the the step, like the step on the ladder, or the step on the on the staircase. Like I feel like Biggie and Tupac were necessary steps on the ladder of hip hop. Necessary steps on the ladder of like getting to the roof of like what hip hop is today. Like, yeah, like you remove them, you don't you don't get the Wayne, like, you don't get any of the others, like, because it's just something that is supplemental, like, it it was very big players in what, uh, 
what created the atmosphere, what created uh, the genre, what created the continued preservation of hip hop. Like they uh, kind of were like the glue, yeah. I guess, like the biggest factors in what held things together. Nobody really wants to be that. They want to be like the thing. But I feel like that's just as important as being the thing. Yeah. We'll wrap this shit up, dog. <laughs> but real quick. We didn't even yo, talk about fucking. We didn't. But we got more episodes to watch oh, anyway, so man, we'll get to it to bro. the future. But yo, with Little Wayne, just one last thought on him, because he definitely is a goat. I, I mean, love Wayne, dog. Like, there's it's a lot- my dream. It's my dream. Whether or not it's to just have a conversation with Wayne, even if it's just a couple sentences, but it's my ultimate dream one day to like write music with him. That'd be dope. Like I feel like that would just be so dope. Hell yeah! A lot of a lot of people who are like really hardcore Lil Wayne fans, right? It's just like most of them, and I'm generalizing here, but. Just from experience and hearing the fans and shit, a lot of the fans, they they like, they discovered Little Wayne through like, Fireman era. You know what I'm saying, right? It's like, you mentioned earlier about like growing up with a rapper, and like although like, Little Wayne isn't like my number one. You know what I mean? Like, there's a couple other rappers you obviously know it would be my number one, but. I kind of grew up with him. Yeah. I was like eight or nine when he was like 14 and just became like famous with the Hot Boys. I was like, I was rocking with the Hot Boys. We good in the mic. <laughs> that whole time, right? Then he disappeared yeah. for whatever, you know, all the, the whole story, the Cash mm-hmm. Money story. Mm-hmm. And then when he came back, it's fire, man. And then that's when he just like fucking you know, up. But like just being with him the whole time, like. I'm a, I'm a, I sent you the shit the other day where he like was at the award ceremony. He fucking just switched up the whole flow yeah, and the fire. words and everything. I thought it was amazing. I just loved to be able to experience People were trying that. To shit. People were trying to shit on that. Go. Go. Anyway. Anyway, let's wrap this you love shit the up. Whole, up. No, no, no. You love the whole experience? Yeah, I loved experiencing that because I remember being eight years old and seeing him with the braids and the wave cap and like. The hot boys all out there trying to fucking mimic their little raps and shit. I need to get this off. Like, I appreciate that you have that relationship with Wayne. And, like, I don't have that relationship with Wayne where, like, that was my introduction to him. Because my introduction to Wayne was um, towards the end of middle school, beginning of high school. What year? And, well, I graduated high school in 2014. Like, we weren't, in my home, we were not allowed, I was not allowed to listen to anything that wasn't, like, ACDC, Metallica, that kind of stuff, because that's what my dad listened to. Yeah. Anything else was not music. Like, I was not allowed to listen to it. And I, because of my friend groups in school, like, I hung out with all rap heads in school. Like, those were my homies in school. And when I was in middle school, um, that was kind of the era of, like, not pop culture, Wayne, but, like, I want to put it into perspective, like, there was a point in high school where 
I had a Rolling Stone magazine with Lil Wayne on the cover. Yeah. And I was stoked about it. Yeah. Like, I was a Lil Wayne fan, diehard fan. Yeah. But my introductions to Wayne was like him gathering together what would be the future of hip hop. Like, when it was before he ran into Nikki, before he found Drake, but it was almost that time period. Yeah. I, I really specifically remember. And like that, that era, of and like it was I, the I dedication. That was the dedication time. There was a right? lot. There was a lot. Like I remember, there was I a lot. But that know, was a big one. I know the whole no ceiling mixtape. No by, ceiling by heart. That was a little later, towards the end of that. I'm talking about that era that you're specifically talking yeah. about. Yeah, and like, and then there was the whole like, um, he he did a couple songs with Drake. I forget. There's like a. I remember I was in high school. This is later. I, there, I was in high school. I forget the, the name of the song because I'm a little intoxicated. And he's like on the cover. And it's like a goldish background. Wayne's on the cover and he's out there like with the hat. And the, this is like right before Truck Fit. Like when he had the whole Wasn't truck that fit. Rebirth 2 or some shit? Yeah, yeah. There, he did a couple, dude. He did a couple. Like this is when I got into Wayne. My the big one. It might have been. It might have. My big one might have been Carter three, then Carter four. Um, for me, yeah. Like those might have been my big ones because, like, I just remember like blunt blowing. I remember the Mrs. Officers. I remember, uh like all his mixtape shit like it's so funny i be explaining this shit i gotta get this off i be explaining this shit to my little bro about like the whole mixtape shit and like i remember listening to this shit on like joe button's pop podcast and like it gets me so fucking riled up dog because like mixtapes evolved into this whole other thing like i grew up when mixtapes were lil wayne taking a beat that somebody else did and then rapping his own rap on that same beat and then that was the fucking mixtape and it was like six songs of him fucking doing his own song on someone else's beat and that's what the fuck a mixtape is and now a fucking mixtape is just a fucking bunch of songs like it's not a mixtape anymore Like, it's, hip-hop has evolved crazy since you, then. You know what, you know what sets apart Lil Wayne from most artists? Especially newer artists. Lil Wayne put out mixtapes for the sake of just fucking around and being great. Yeah. And they were regarded as albums. And they were These so rappers good. now. So good. Put out mixtapes to Concrete be regarded. Concrete shoes won't help in the river. All right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Don't say it. What were you gonna say? He put out mixtapes, fucking around, just being great, and they get regarded and respected as albums. And rappers now actually put out mixtapes to be albums, and it's just like not it. Silly, silly shit. Sometimes facts. Silly shit. Wayne's the goat. All this money that we made. Oh, don't do that. All right, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you disrespect Wayne like that? I don't appreciate that. I don't know, man. He was like, you want to talk about rapping shit? Squidward. Squidward got some bars. Wayne needs to come back with that shit. Wayne needs... 
Wayne he's still putting music out. He just put an album out. No, what no, are you no, talking no. about? No, like Wayne did some like punk music recently, but that needs to come back again. Like that whole yeah. rock star era, Nicki era. Like he needs to keep this up. Like the MGK features and like all that shit and like Travis Barker. Like Wayne, jump on that. Like that music is so fucking good, dog. Just fucking tear that shit up. Just be the be the fucking greatness that you are, man. You're so, like, that dude is a fucking ghost. And if you want to check out any of my greatness, you can check that out at Linktree slash Aceford. Uh, you can check out the rest yeah, of my real content. Plug, real as plug. far as the Bro Therapy Show, you can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, oh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor FN, Facebook, TikTok, and Brian, I fucking forgot you were here. You're so fucking quiet all the time. Sorry, guys. Don't get me started on Lil Wayne. I was just listening. Well, I love you, brother, and I'm glad that you're back. You mean but we, lo- we love this, you. So. We that. love you, not just Ace. He was on the last no, 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 just me. Just me. Shit. I love you. And watch that fucking Korean drama, dude. Facts. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for, you know, electricity. If it wasn't for almost dying. Love you guys. Stay safe. We love you. Take care. Be good to each other. Know that you're loved. Stop and smell the flowers.